What is going on, guys? This is the Inside the Park Podcast. What the fuck is up, guys? That is Matt Upson. Damn it. Do we do last names? That's Matt. <laughs> Let it ride. That's Matt. My name is Brendan, and we are uh, two uh, irritating baseball fans that happen to catch the ears of our friends and put them to sleep. So really annoying we decided, to everyone we, we know. decided we'd sit down together and talk shit about our teams and <laughs> figure it out on our own. Yeah, just share it with other people online. <laughs> moment to moment, we make ourselves laugh, so we thought we might make you laugh too. So hopefully, <laughs> we're praying. All right. So where we're gonna start with is uh, it was pretty much a dead water. There's nothing going on for the first what month after the Sox won the World Series. Lame. Congratulations, by the way, to no, the Red Sox. Themselves. So Matt happens to be a Yankees fan. I myself am a Mets fan. New York for life. I cry myself to sleep. Aside from that, <laughs> every night <laughs> in a ball. Aside from that, things are looking up. So, for the most part, nothing really happened. Uh, the first month of the season is the first month of the season is, um, or the off season, I should say, is pretty much just what managerial stuff, f- hirings and firings. Yeah, coaching stuff. The workings of. Oh, this is fun. Um, I got to ride through two to three weeks of. I don't know how to put it. It's like you the the Mets GM search was like getting a stepdad, but you're introduced to three different ones and there's like the one that's like makes sense and is going to pick you up from school. Yeah. There's like the old school guy that's like boots, heavy voice. Heavy voice works construction, but you're yeah. like I think he drinks and drives. Right. You know? uh, Just shot. a little bit. Yeah, and then there was uh the guy they went with, which was the guy that you're like I think in every life you've ever had before this, you were a car salesman. You've definitely burned uh, some people to get where yeah, you are. Your hair has to smell like something. I don't, like, it's too shiny. What is wrong with your face? <laughs> so, yeah, so Brody Van Wagnen was assigned the, uh, blessed with, I should say, the position of general manager for the New York Mets, working with the Wilpons family. Solid fucking name, by the way. Brody. Brody. Brody uh, yeah, my boy Brody's got us. Yeah, Brody's what's up. That's a... I'll be honest. He didn't kill it. Out of the, he didn't impress anyone. He felt like the long shot by far. He was for sure the guy that everyone thought. There's no way. Come on. This is a. But I mean, everything I've read said he just sells whatever he. I mean, that's the the job of the agent. He just sells. He sells his players and he sold himself. And from there, you know, he just talked his way into it. And honestly, you know, honestly, it's gone. <laughs> It's gone okay, I think. You know, we'll get to that part. We're gonna start. We're gonna try and stay chronological. So first, I will turn to Matt and say, uh, Matt, thoughts, Yo. <laughs> feelings, yeah, general curiosities of the James Paxton, aka Big Maple, <sighs> moving into the Bronx. Big man coming to NYC. Was he six, six three, six four? Two forty. Big fella, six four, two thirty five. Big lefty. Rumbling, stumbling. Like big, it, big lefty. Initial thoughts off the bat for Sheffield and uh, two other guys. Who are the? I'll look up those cats. You give uh, you give the synopsis. Well, to be honest, yeah, I was kind of okay with it. Um, I was excited that we got a big starter. Yeah, I knew we needed it. Um, we've always had trouble starting pitching. Um, 
Tanaka annoys the shit out of me because he's so unreliable and inconsistent. CC yeah. Sabathia is just only good in the postseason. Yeah. <laughs> only one we. But I like to have a little bit of a veteran presence. I think. I think we got him for a little bit too much money, but that's okay. Jordan Montgomery's coming back this season. I'm excited Filthy to see him. Ball. Oh, my gosh. Okay. South Carolina kid. Big, big upside. Big t- yeah, yeah. And once yeah. he gets more innings under him, I really like it. coming back from? Do you know what, he, what the injury was? God, I don't. I should. I should. I really should. What are you, Was he knocked out early in the season, yes? Early, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the uh, the two players that came with, uh, or that went, I should say, with Justice is, uh, let's see. Dom Thompson Williams, yeah, outfielder, and Eric Swanson, right-handed pitcher, two kids that I believe are lower on the totem pole but high in upside. More of like the kind of the lotto pick that comes with the the gem in the trade, which would be Justice Sheffield. Justice, yes, yeah, that? Justice okay, Sheffield. Just he's sure. the he's Respect. the big uh, in the side yeah, because God, I took a rib from him, yeah. loved Sheffield. Saw him in the Futures game um, last year. God, he was 93 to 95. Good control of the fastball. Good, uh, good off-speed stuff. Good composure. Yeah, the, as I mean, you pitch the windup. It, it looked clean. I mean, I never pitched, oh, it but did it looked look like clean. it looked repeatable. It, it didn't look like a lot of elbows. Chris Sale scares people. That kind of delivery. That no one knows how he pulls that off. But yeah, Sheffield looked. It just looked like he could just do it all day. He I know. Roll out of bed and throw the ball. Super easy. Chris Sale's a fucking unicorn. Yeah, like so he he should have had his UCL popped out. Yeah. Years ago. So Mariners got a winner. You think? Uh yeah. Sheffield to work out. I like Don Thompson. Um, I saw a little bit on him. I I think he'll be good. Is that like a fourth outfielder, or do you think he can actually project to be an everyday player? No, I like fourth. fourth. I, I, th- I think he's fourth. High floor, or more of just like it depends on how the tools shake out? It really does depend on how the tools shake out. He's, he's a tougher read. Eric Swanson, all beef, straight up. I don't know much about him. Yeah. Love the last name. Yeah. Swansonator already. Uh, Nick- so I like that about him. Nicknames count. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, for. I, uh, the Mariners, I kind of I respect what they've done. We're gonna, we're not gonna, we're gonna try and stay chronological. We haven't gotten to the Mets trade yet, but their uh, their top ten prospects have just been rejuvenated from like what I think two, three, four, or no one, two, three now are Yankees and Mets prospects. And yeah. I think they're doing pretty good considering what they're getting the baggage they oh, loaded. Yeah, you know? their whole goal was to turn over this offseason. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you think Paxton? Are you? Is there an injury fear? Because for me, I mean, I, you're, I'll let you go as a Yankees fan, but as like someone from the outside, the Yankees fandom. I mean, was Paxton? Didn't Paxton just kind of come on in the last year and a half? He's like twenty nine, but he kind of turned it up at around twenty seven, twenty eight. Which, as a Mets fan, I'm not gonna judge that because Degrom came up when he was twenty five, I think. Right, you know, yeah, and pitchers pitching. If you're if you got the clean delivery, you can stay healthy. You can avoid major injury. Kind of like a quarterback, you just acquire the information, and you know, like we saw Jacob Degrom this year, around thirty, he put it all. I mean, he was he was you know a top ten, top fifteen pitcher in baseball at points, but this year he just turned it up. He Lights knew out. What he wanted to do, and he executed. So, do you see the same thing from Paxton, or do you think it was like a hot streak? Um, it's tough because he really, like, he's been in the league since 2013. His first good season, like, 2016, he was 7-6, and six, you know, with a ERA of 3.7. He really turned it on in 2017, going 12-5, and five, ERA under 3. Yeah. Um, last year, uh, winning, winning season. Started off hot. Started, started off, off real hot. hot. Yeah. 
and you know, cooled off a hit little a, bit. Hit kind of hit a bit of a wall. Yeah, it's ritzy. You don't see pitchers go from the you know from end to end, feeling it all the way. Oh yeah, no, down. there's pitching. Pitching unlike hitting seems to be a lot of. It's. It never gets quite as high as a real hot hitter, and mm. it never seems to get quite as low if you're a solid everyday starting pitcher. You seem to be, you know, you feel yourself, you have a bad one, a bad two maybe, yeah. figure it out. There's rarely the ones that really deliver, there rarely seems to be a month. Like, you know, you'll see a hitter just fall into a three-week funk. But starters, the good ones, two games, they yeah. figure it out, a couple bullpen sessions. Mm-hmm. It's usually one thing, tweak it. They, You know, they know their body. Right, and sometimes it's fatigue, sometimes it's a you know, a pitch grip. The little yeah. things. Pitching is so weird. You know, if you get a callus on your finger, yeah. you can be out. Like yeah. any other baseball Syndergaard player, any other that. athlete in, in sports. Yeah, Syndergaard dealt with some middle finger uh, callus issues. And I, I, uh, who, who else? The Blue Jays have dealt with that. Is it Sanchez? Aaron Sanchez? Is that the, the guy yeah. with the flamethrower that's dealt with some serious... Yeah. And it's just kind of... It's the kind of thing... Or And I know uh, him and... Um, Trevor Bauer have something like that? Well, he chopped his... Finger off. Trying to like, the yeah. playoffs, but... Jesus Christ. Right. We're not even... Getting, we're getting to the Indians later. Say, yeah, sorry. He's a kid's a unicorn. He's very talented. Very good. Prick. Let's be... Come on. Pretty Let's much, yeah. Competitive. All right. So, now, where, where, what's the move? You got Paxton. You got your big boy. Yep. You got your one-two punch. Severino. Freak. Oh my Big gosh! Fan. Love him. Love Severino. Love him to death. Mets fan. Love Severino mm. though. Paxton like it. Yep. Like it as a strong two. I don't. I personally don't think he's an ace. In his numbers, I respect his. I will respect anyone that says he is. The numbers say he is for the last eighteen months, and he he really has been for the last eighteen to two months or eighteen months to two years. He's been a top eight pitch starter in baseball, yeah. and if he can maintain that, Yanks. Yanks are in a good spot in a five, seven game series. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited just because we, like you said, Paxton has been an ace. I don't know. I just don't get the, he's the guy feeling. And that's probably because I haven't watched him How enough. do you feel about him in a wild card game? Do you want him on the mound if Severino, I mean, obviously, if Severino can't go? If Severino how do you feel go? if Severino can't go? If we're talking between. Severino, if we're talking about Tanaka, Oh, in CeCe, your rotation, he's got to be number two. Right? He has to be. He okay. has to be. And then, God, is CC a four or a five to you? Or a three? Where, where do you put CC? R- well, no, CC, I feel like CC's got to be the veteran anchor. Yeah. I see Montgomery in the four spot. Yeah. But it depends on how you feel. I mean, you got three lefties in your starting rotation, <laughs> yeah. right? Which should be a, a blessing. Except the problem is the Sox two best hitters are right handed. I know. <laughs> and those I mean, I, Steve Pierce, we all know that guy can hit lefties. Shout out to Steve Pierce, South Carolina product. Yeah. Kid's a stud. Jackie Bradley Jr., also South Carolina. Bless up. Best yeah. arm in base best arm in baseball, Jackie Bradley? Out there. Hicks, well, Aaron Hicks might have something to say. I, about that. He's hundred and five from the outfield. Yeah. <laughs> Bradley's up there. All right. Uh, no, so not, you see, so you see CC on a five. I see CC as a five, yeah. and I think most people think like, "Oh no, you got to give the vet the respect." I think CC is mature enough to be like, "No, I want to lock it. At, I want to be the five mm-hmm. and be a problem for teams. Right. I don't want to be the throw-in fifth guy in the rotation. I'm gonna be there every day okay. as you know, in that kind of innings eater. I really like what he's developed into as an old school kind of like he just knows what he's doing." He knows he he falls he he's into the the unwritten rules 
You know, he's going to throw at a guy. He's going to throw fists if he needs to. Yeah. And I, I just like Fat Cece. Fat Cece's a better pitcher than <laughs> Finn Cece. Finn Cece was still wearing the same size uni, you know? It looked like pajamas. Yeah. Once he filled it out again, got it going. Pooh Bear got his weight back. and Yeah. How do you, So how do you feel about... So we'll try and wrap up the Yankees and move on, but... Right, right. What's the next move? What's the whole you are now focused on mentally? If you're the GM, you're Cashman, who... Shout out to Cashman. As a Mets fan, I respect everything he's done. I've really enjoyed watching him have the financial flexibility to do whatever he wants and still do it the right way and build the farm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I've been really excited about what he's doing these last couple of years. There's been times when it's just you're just like, oh, what were you thinking? But then I, I step back. I have faith in him. I'm like, yeah, he yeah. knows everything there is to know yeah. about these players. I know next to nothing. Absolutely. I'm going to let him do his thing. Um, next step-wise... Oh, it's tough. Honestly, there's two players I kind of want to move. Yeah. And it's not because they're 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 not an big, issue. They're not an issue, but I'd okay. like to see them. I think we could do more without them. Okay. And and the first one might surprise you is Gary Sanchez. Okay. I think we'd get a lot back in return for him, whether it be prospects. What is it, the Kraken? Is that the nickname? <laughs> yeah, the Kraken. Scary Gary. Guys, the he's old legit. Worst nickname. Not a great Scary nickname, Gary. Throws the hammer like a monster. Oh my gosh, great on! But the hit. defensive liability kills me. Not and then the hustle issue last year. Not a catcher. Uh uh. And and Romine, who we have, is just a stud. Yeah, there. underrated. Really enjoy Roman. a lot of love. I know he's thirty, I, but I could see us getting t- you know a year, two years yeah. out of Romine, and then finding you know whether we trade Gary for a prospect. Took or, a catcher in the draft last year. Yeah? Switch hitter and switch throw. And kids in high school, so he's three, four, nah, probably more four or five out. But yeah, I mean you've you got something in the pipeline at least. If you could get two, three out of Romine, oh, yeah. something else. Which I think, I can, and the guy gives everything. You yeah. Know, I've, so I've always been a Romine fan. Um, I feel like he's not viewed as a starter by most teams, which I can see, but the, yeah. the guy plays great defense yeah. and he can hit. Yeah. You know? It means more to your team than he would to another team. Right. They, every team has a couple of those. Absolutely. And they make the whole thing happen. I felt that about Chevelli when he played. Oh, who? Wait, Francisco? Yeah. Savelli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got, kept it going. Yeah, yeah, I just... Kept the line moving on base guy, worked with the defense, talked to the pitchers. Yeah, that's what you want. You want you, you want an older catcher, you yeah. know, with the facial hair and yeah. kind of just, like, you know... like Knows the, every the, umpire. The, the Crash Davis guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what you're looking for. The Russell Martins. Mm-hmm. These are the guys that don't have the numbers anymore, but they mean something to a team. The Rangers gave a two-year deal to... Uh, I'm losing the name now. I apologize. I can't think Not of the Luke name Roy. anymore. Not Luke Roy. The guy from the Diamondbacks who can't hit at all. Oh, the defensive guy. All defense. Shoot, all yes. Framing. I can't remember Yes, he's the best framer in baseball. The best framer. Yeah. Yes. See, that's the kind of player that keeps a team going. That's yeah. the kind of guy that, you know, makes the pitching staff better. I was Yeah. So, first of all, I'd move Gary and get a lot of value. Second of all, and this also is not going to be popular... Um, we gotta move Stanton. I am sorry, that is so much money. Jeff Mathis, apologies, I wanted to get the name out there. Jeff Mathis, one of the one under, most underrated catchers in baseball. Oh, yeah. Noth- one of the historically worst hitters of all time, yeah. actually. But the perfect backup catcher. All Seven defense. games, if he catches three of them, four of them, mm-hmm. you know, even if he's just the caddy for one, two guys in your rotation, oh, yeah. it's fine with me, man. Bringing along players. Absolutely. Oh. 
Would tag team well with a Gary Sanchez. I, I think so. Like, honestly speaking, as, as a former pitcher... I could see Gary on the Rangers. Sorry, I'm just processing. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. You can see it. Uh, just, the, just the value of a catcher like that. Like, yeah. I remember when I was throwing some guys in college, like, and you just have no faith in them, and you're just like, I don't know. But then you get uh, oh, uh, Diabell. It was the catcher I had in college. He's, yeah. a, he's playing at Cornell now. And when I was throwing him, it was just easy. You know, anything yeah. you want. You just feel just comfortable. Set up that low that low frame. Just job, always yeah. there and picking off strikes and mm-hmm. always wanting to throw guys. Invaluable. Invaluable yeah. to a team yeah. and a pitcher's psyche. Absolutely. Um, sorry, moving back to the outfields. Um, it's a party out there. It is a mess of so much money Absolutely. and so much older talent. Um, so when we look at it, I mean, we've got Stanton, Judge, Hicks, Gardner, Frazier, and Ellsbury. And honestly, um, I want to, I want to move Stanton. Yeah. I, I do. It's so much money. It ties us up for so much. And I, I think we've got so many players, not only in the pipeline, but here, I mean, Aaron Judge, I mean, I know Gardner's 35, but again, he's that great team glue guy. He's a, yeah. he's a great person to have on the team. We a bench got. guy that finds his way into the lineup every day somehow. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, uh, I want to get rid of Stanton. I'd really be happy with the Jugs, a Judge Hicks, Frazier outfield. Yeah. Big fan of Clint Frazier. I, I've heard he's kind of a dick. He is, he's, I've heard he's been dealing with some concussions. Has like, he really? Repeated. Yeah. Uh, and supposedly it was really, he was suffering and it wasn't, he, the comeback was really a struggle kind of. The, some of the things he was dealing with is with his vision. Really? And I had some migraine issues. Yeah. Like I, I think he really knocked, knocked his head around, unfortunately. But yeah, the bat speed is on, the talent is unreal. Me and you saw him playing at, uh, playing against the Bisons in, uh, in uh, Buffalo, Triple yeah. A, when he was uh, still, uh, who are the Scranton Wilkesbury? Yeah, that the Yankees Triple A. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we saw him hit a tank to dead center. Oh yeah, the, a uh, fucking nuke. The, the bat the, speed was the kid's unreal. A stud. Yeah, so I would. He's definitely still a real piece that deserves a spot. Yeah. So yeah, now do you see yourself actually getting prospects for Stanton, or are you just trying to dump? I'd be really happy if I could get one prospect. Yeah. Realistically, because it's a dump. Someone that slides into like your top six. Yeah. Oh, top eight. God, I'd love it. Give give me a prospect and yeah. take the money away, because we gotta yeah. we gotta move in a. And you've in got the direction. farm system to support the team now. If anything, you're looking for give me a high upside raw guy. You mm-hmm. know, it's 19 and low A short season. Yeah, I'd be willing and to just, take a chance. Like, Yeah, and I, I can't even... Is there a team you could think of that could handle that would be willing to straddle that, that you know, that payroll? I mean, what's he got left? He's got two, over 270. Let's see. 280. He had 295 and 10, I think. 295 and 10 or 11 coming into the season. Huge. So what... We'll say we're looking at easily nine, ten years over two sixty. Yeah. Is I mean, there's only three or four teams in the league that can ha- that ha- can possibly handle. Say you eat a hundred, right? Ugh. Which would hurt. Oh my gosh! For a season, That's, for him, yeah. You'd be unloading 170, 180 bucks, 180 million. Excuse me, Jesus. Uh, I mean, we're talking. L.A., you might be able to get him to go to the Dodgers. Literally the first... Does he have a full no-trade, too, I think? Does he? He might. <laughs> really not a That or it. a 10-team. I apologize that we don't know, but uh, I know he was nixing deals when they were talking to, I believe, the Cardinals, Giants, and Dodgers were talking to the Marlins 
And then it's weird. Jeter picked the Yankees. I don't get it. But uh, somehow that worked out. <laughs> Strange. Yeah, no, it didn't yeah. make any so, sense. So that's a long shot at this point. But if anyone can make it happen, it's the cash man. So now we'll shift to my side of the table. Yeah, let's talk about... Let's uh, shift to Queens, New York, the where the Brody is taking over. Subway Series headed on over. Brody Van Wagnon, co-head of CAA. Baseball, what CAA baseball, CAA representatives, I believe, something along the lines of that. Yeah, super Basically, agent. He was, yeah, super agent in the in the same stratosphere as your Scott Boris. This guy was the agent for Degrom, Syndergaard, Cespedes, and Cano. Got Cano that big deal with Seattle. Mm. No longer with Seattle. <laughs> I don't know if you guys picked up on that. That uh, became official December 1st. Update. Yeah, update. <laughs> Cano and uh, Edwin Diaz, best reliever in baseball, as of now. Holds, it's it's a fluctuating title, but would you say at the end of 18, would you take any... Who who would you take ahead of him the closing only, a game? The only person that comes to mind, honestly, is C- Craig Kimbrell. Yes. Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> That's a tough name for me. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah. Crimble? Kim Kimbrel. Kimbrel. Yeah. Yep. Kimbrel. K I M B R E L. There it is. Craig. Craig. Killer red beard. Oh my god. And the arm. Boston folklore now. Yeah, he No one pitches better with the bases loaded after he loaded them. <laughs> he walks it's in, true. he's like, you know, it's kinda lonely out here on the island. <laughs> let's get some, let's get some ducks on the pond, get I mean, the blood flowing. Absolutely. I I honestly think he pitches better with a couple guys on. Probably I think does. he just can't focus. And I I as a Mets fan, I watched Juris Familia walk in the World Series in 15 and for three, four straight years after they converted him from a starter. And he uh, is the same kind of thing. I mean, he was one of the best relievers in baseball for a couple of years, and he just couldn't figure it out until there's a man on second. And then suddenly, like, you know, the lights come on in his head. The eyes widen. And, yeah, you get 98 with sinking. Crazy. You know? Yeah, six inches unreal. diagonal. So, yeah, so anyway, so the Mets pull An off. An insanely great closer. Yeah. We'll, we'll call him. Easily a top three right now. I don't think anyone would argue with that. No. 20, I'd be comfortable with top two, to be 24, honest. 24, I think on his way to 25 pretty soon. Yeah. Making league minimum 525,000. Nice. We get Robbie. I'm a fan, personally. Mm-hmm. I'm. People are coming down on the PED thing. I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe he's played... 14 years close to yeah. in the bigs now 15 14 15 years t- a decade with the yanks about five with the mariners all of them really solid seasons consistently playing 145 150 155 games a season always out you know there. 85 95 percent of a season guy doesn't get hurt and i don't think he gets to hear taking PEDs the whole ride. I don't think he fails in year 15 after 15 successful years of hiding it. He, he failed a test for a masking agent. Yeah, there we go, 2005. Every single guy that fails a PED test, it was an accident. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe him. You, know? right. you don't have to believe him to still like him. I'm cool with it. I, you know, I, as a Mets fan, the offense was the problem. And the boy hits, mm. and he hits, and he hits, and he hits. I personally think he's got a little Adrian Beltre in him. I think he can age gracefully into average. I think he's a he's a well above average player yes. for a, this season. I think he's an above average player next season. I think he falls below graces the graces of the Mets fans, the seven line army. Shout out, right around forty. 
3940. I honestly see him maintaining. The guy's not dealing with any major injuries. He broke, I believe, a finger. He was dealing with a broken finger during his PED suspension, so he rehabbed, had plenty of time. Yeah. And uh, came back and was worth a three war mm. on the in 80 games. Half a season, he was worth a three war, which puts him on an 80 or 162 game schedule for a six around six war. You know, there's going to be ups and downs. Five yeah. five up. Of, up around there there's only about six or seven guys in the league talking about six war we're talking yeah. Mookie Machado JD these yeah. are the guys we're dealing top with. top tier players yeah so I see Robbie coming in and being a three hitter immediately if and this is where it gets interesting if Brody doesn't make another move which we all think I I see this being an offseason where the Mets are connected to every big name that comes up mm. there's already talks just that it's December second. December first, it was finalized after five, six emotional days of the names coming <laughs> in. They talked Peter Alonzo. I was sweating. Oh, that's that, our, that would have been worse case. That's honestly, our, for me, yeah, for me, losing Alonzo would have hurt. Obviously, when they talked about the you know the parameters of the deal, it, it ended up ended up being Diaz, Cano, and twenty mil to knock off twenty off Cano, and then send back. Bruce and Anthony Swarzak to two failed contracts, which take 38 off the books for the Mets, uh, totaling around 58. So the Mets somehow they're mentally telling themselves that they're you know they knock Cano's deal down in the 60s over five years. That's not to me how it would work because they just sent him 20. It feels like it would still break down differently because it's just you know it's free floating money. It's not specifically assigned to Cano, but. Regardless, the money's off the books. The total being exchanged reduces his to a little over half, to around fifteen, somewhere between fifteen and seventeen a year, I believe. Yeah. If they if they focus mentally, like it's all just being used on Cano. So, you know, I don't know how they're spreading it out over the books after the Cano deal. I don't know. I'd, I, you can tell my mind is scrambling. It's as a Mets fan, it, it was a lot to deal with. Right off the bat. Ben, ben was stressed. I'd get text updates every day. Yeah. yeah just I, different scenarios we're running through. What prospects we don't want to give up. Like, well, what, are, what are potential different options of yeah. how we can play this out money-wise, player-wise? Like, um, Absolutely. Glad it's done, though. Yeah, it's good. You know, I'm happy. I, if I have to pick a side, I'm picking camp, yes. I'm camp, I'm cool with it, yeah. you know? <laughs> Camp cool with it. Yeah. yeah. No, but... Uh, one time in trade camp? Absolutely, man. No, but in all honesty, if the Mets know they can't sign DeGrom and Syndergaard, that's why they began talking about trading Syndergaard, then you're winning with them, hypothetically, depending on you know what Brody's wild scheme is with Syndergaard. If we're trying to win now, that's a win-now move. Even if you think, well, Cano's going to suck in two years. Yeah, he might, but we're trying to win over the next two. Mets fans annoy me to no end because they com- they're circa 04 pre 04 Red Sox because every move was the wrong move. They didn't the Wilpons don't spend money. Mets fans know it. They're very self-conscious about it. They made a spend money move. Yeah. A Yankees move is acquiring a bad contract to get a star closer, yeah. to get a big piece for a team that's what a big team a big market team does the Mets did it and they immediately got shat on <laughs> by, by everyone and I get it the, the prospects they gave up I'm a prospect 
like horror. I freaking love digging through the top 100s, the top 30s on teams. I've been constructing Syndergaard trades I'd actually be okay with for weeks, and that'll be a podcast upcoming. I'm sure at some point we'll talk about the ones we're cool with and the ones we're not cool with. We'll go over the worst ones we see online. There's some dudes. Some of them are just... But just for a quick rundown, Kalenic, the outfielder, five-tool potential. The floor for me on him is a starting outfielder with the ability to be a borderline batting champ, you know, a Christian Yelich-like, but without maybe Christian Yelich's Barry Bonds season from this year. You know, think Marlins Yelich. Yeah. Low threes in the average, high on base percentage, swipes 20 bags, good outfield. The kid's a stud. I liked him. Uh, Who else? Justin Dunn from Long Island. Kid threw hard. He looked, though, like a reliever who was converted to a starter, which Mm -hmm. is what he was. Because at Boston College... No, not Boston College. I I apologize. I don't remember the college. He went from starter to the bullpen, drafted, and put back as a starter when the Mets took him, I think, 19th overall in the first round of 2016. After that... he just continued to look kind of like a reliever, 95 through 97, throwing heat, very little control. You know, I'd say that I put, I think the control was around a 40 grade on a, on a fan graphs. I can't recall, mm. but uh, yeah, you know, he was just winning with speed. And you but love that he's a Long Island kid. Love the Long Island kid. You know, and there's just he he's got the upside of a strong three, low two to me. Not a, he's not an ace. So there's a strong pickup though for the Mariners. And then uh, but, uh, I'm excited to watch him. Yeah, and then uh, Garrison Batista, flamethrowing reliever from the Addison Reed trade back in, I believe, summer 17, when he went to the Sox, and that was kind of like the wild card for the Mets. Got, kid throws a hundred, and that was who they slid in into Jeff McNeil's spot, which I am a big fan of because if you're winning now, if you're winning in the next two years with Cano, Diaz, Thor, Degrom, then you need, you know, you needed McNeil. You needed a guy. That can hit major league pitching. Right. And Jeff McNeil can hit major league pitching. Okay, yeah. Dunn did go to BC, by the way. There we go. He nailed right. it. <laughs> okay, thank you. I wanted to make sure we got that one right. So your thoughts, kind of like I did for you, your, mm-hmm. what are your outside thoughts on the Mets-Cano deal? Looking in as a Yankees fan, and the Yankees even talked about Cano. Yeah. They talked Ellsbury for Cano. Mm-hmm. We saw some... Some shaky uh, trade offers on the uh, the Yankee Instagrams and the Mets Instagrams. They were like, "What about our you know nine and ten for straight up?" You know, I, I believe the worst one we saw was uh, the Ellsbury contract <laughs> and uh, for Cano and the Mariners' second best prospect. Yeah, that would have been something. Maybe their number one before these trades. Uh, first baseman Evan White, strong glove, uh, kind of in the Eric Hosmer. Mold where bats all right, a little bit of pop, good body, but athlete. Yeah, and uh, that would have been nice for you, but I don't see that. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was, uh, it was quite funny. I was, I was going through some of those trade proposals, and it, it basically ridiculous. Oh, it was, it was, it was ludicrous, and it basically came down to New Cashman wasn't going to do it. I'm glad he wasn't. Um, it was, it was basically all right. Let's trade Ellsbury. And they're going to take all the cash, and we're going to get Cano back, and we're going to salary dump, trade players, and it just it didn't make any sense. So um, as an outside perspective, viewing the mess trade, I liked it. I really did. Um, Proud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a big fan. Cano, having, uh, having seen him in New York all those years, sexiest swing in baseball. 
guaranteed. Oh first, first team all drip. First team all drip. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um, yeah, veteran president's going to play a clean second base. Still mm. got a hell of an arm. Like you said, it reminds me of Beltre. Yeah. Um, kind of gets a bad rap because he makes it look easy. I know, know, always. A little bit in that Machado vein of where you're like, I don't. I think he's on 80%. Yeah, like how and hard on, is he trying? And on 80%, he's one of the better players in baseball. Yeah, you know? I mean, it was incredible. It's funny, when, when uh, the PED for, thing first came out, yeah. uh, my immediate thought, jog back to memory of Andy Pettit. Okay. Andy Pettit got busted for PEDs. He, he came out and he said, you know what? Like, I didn't do this for performance. I did it for recovery. He yeah. said, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> and that immediately came into my mind with Cano. Yeah. Like, I didn't see him on PEDs. And how, how were Pettit's second, third years after that bust? Was he, did he stay up to, was he himself or did he kind of fall off the wagon? No, he was, it declined a little bit. Yeah. With age, naturally, but he was still, yeah, he was there. Yeah, see, if we can get two, three years of 280, 20, 20, 25 dingers yep. and a smooth glove at second, oh. you know, it'll do wonders for the lineup just to have a guy who the lights turn on and he's just like I've been in New York and I've been the best player in New York yeah. you know I think you know, he's played we're talking about a guy that played next to the captain for like eight nine years yeah. right and mm-hmm. played and you know who Jeter respected and if you know kind of as a Mets fan if, even then you respect Jeter and if he gets the stamp of approval Cano right you know welcome to New York kid. exactly welcome back on the other part of that trade I was really nervous when the talks of Peter Alonso came out that yeah. he was going to be included. Oh, me too. My God, that... Honestly, that changed the whole trade for me. Yeah. I I love Peter Alonso. Yeah. Oh, I remember watching me the future. Big kid. Big man. Big. 6'4", 250, 255. Huge. He's a fridge. Big yeah. swing. Bear. Big bear. He's a... Really excited. I want to see him come up. Yeah. I really so, want to... The I, definition I, of a man-child. I remember they took him, I believe... I want to say it was either 15 or 16... Second or third round out of Florida, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, uni- no, University of Miami. Because the year after, we took David Thompson, third baseman, converted to first, played across the diamond from him. Both of them, big bats. Yeah, and I remember from the beginning, they were just like, kid hits. Kids mature. Just hits. Big body. Yeah. He's going to drive the ball. Yeah. And he's done nothing but hit. Yeah, I believe uh, first season in the minors, marred by injury a little bit. And then 16... 17 and then this year yeah he just took it off led uh, i believe tied for the minor league lead in home runs and i believe led minors in uh, rbis nothing left to prove no just really excited to see him honestly yeah. i i'm a big fan of dom smith i really wish the situation was a little bit different we could have given him some more time let him develop a little bit love the glove uh, Really, just like Dom Smith, was excited to see him. But Peter Alonzo, when you're talking about taking Peter Alonzo or Dominic Smith, I'm taking Alonzo every day Absolutely. of the week, honestly. Well, especially on a Mets team suffering when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's yeah. going to do wonders from the right side of the plate on a lefty heavy team. Yeah, I was honestly really happy you just got rid of Jay Bruce. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know I'm he's a Jay Bruce fan. He seems to be a good guy. Yeah. You know, he's dealing with, I believe, plantar fasciitis, which. Mm. Anytime you're talking about walking, you know, and that's that's hindered, that affects everything, kind of like a back injury. So I hope he gets it together and the Mariners can flip him to a playoff team. Right. I'd love to see it. Wish him well. Yeah, but... I hope, you know, hope he picks it up from here. Swarzak suffered with a rough uh, rough season in 2018 and, the you know, the money just, it was just, a, it was just a flip. It was just a money flip. You know, I hope he does well in the Mariners. The Mariners, they're, uh, 
their farm looks better, way better. Now. Oh yeah. They're, you know, I don't pay too much attention to the rankings when it comes to farm systems. I'm more interested in the actual players and where they fit. You know, on a on the team on the in the in the uh, the sphere of the big league team, is there a place for them? Yeah. You know, and that's why I thought Andres Jimenez, the the Mets' top shortstop prospect, number one prospect overall, yeah. might have been on the table just a one you know one big piece right. rather than the three and the four for Dunn and Kalenic, because you know Rosario seems to be the guy there. In you know, obviously with a lot of upside, seems to be the guy they want. Them holding on to him makes me almost think that they think. You know, they're almost weighing him. They're considering Rosario's clearly struggled. He picked it up at the end yeah. of this 18. Look good in Japan. Look good in Japan. Bless up. Swiping <laughs> bags and hitting bombs. Oh, my but, God. Uh, that was a tank. Tank. But, uh, you know, I've, I've heard they've, there's been rumblings of uh, Rosario in center and Imanez taking over at short. He's got a strong glove. Puts the ball in play. Little doubles power is yeah. how you put it. Mm-hmm. And uh, swiped 38 bags in the minors. Mm. So... Guy can run. I and love the speed and the athletes you guys are bringing up. The Mets have put a lot of focus uh, the last couple of years and in the international pool, especially like with Rosario, Jimenez, and uh, I believe Ronnie Maruccio. Apologies if I'm saying that wrong, but they've they've been drafting athletic, big-bodied shortstops and then moving them from there. Dispersing shortstops is the most difficult position. If you come up playing shortstop, mm-hmm. move you to third. You get your Manny, you know, Manny Machado's obviously a Hall of Fame level talent, but you know, an average plus, you know, possibly better defensive shortstop is a Hall of Fame level third baseman. Oh right. Same thing. You'll see a you'll see a guy at a short that's an average grade defender becomes a plus at second, like Pedroia. Oh a player yeah. Like that. So that's it seems to be the goal. It feels like to me, it feels like they're taking like the college approach. Like these big schools are just going out and they're like, are you a catcher or are you a shortstop? Yeah, good athlete. Come here, <laughs> finding a spot. Exactly, yeah. that's it. Like, uh, like if you look at a lot of the big schools, you're like, oh, left fielder, what do you play? Oh, he's a shortstop. Center fielder. Uh, he's a shortstop. You yeah, know, like absolutely. just go out, get the best athletes, absolutely. let him play. And yeah. I love that approach. I think. Yeah. Because whether you take Rosario shorty and put him in center. He's, the speed is a major factor. It's going to help on defense, offense. Uh, just a big fan of the way you guys are doing things right now. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping guys like Rosario. Hopefully, Jimenez gets a taste at some point this year. Alonzo and McNeil. Everyone, McNeil, new fan favorite. Mm. I'm hoping those kind Hustle of... Hustle monster. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I love them. That's, 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 where, that's where I'm headed, man. But I'm hoping those young guys can bring that energy that the Mets fans will be concerned Cano doesn't. Cano is going to put up the numbers, but Mets fans just want their guys to love playing for the Mets. Yeah. And Alonzo, McNeil, Rosario, these guys that are coming up with them, they do, they will, and they're going to bring it. You know, they're going to bring the energy. Yeah. Cano's just going to be, Cano's going to wake up, put a helmet on, and be the three hitter. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we don't know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited, needless to say. I like the future. I really do. I think we're going in the right direction. You know, even if, even if some. You know, we're obviously gambling the farm, literally. But, uh, you know, <laughs> if, if we're trying to win games, we're trying to win games, man. Push all the chips in. So, from here, I'd like to take a quick minute to talk about just – we're trying to be a little quicker. We're going getting on some tangents with the farm system, which is easy to do. They go – there's so many layers to the MLB farm system. But uh, let's take a minute to talk about Brody's next move. Yeah. There's already been rumblings of Brody. I, I, I already said it. He's talking to everyone about everyone. So until you hear something really intensify, it's a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But guys like us that talk sports, 
and especially baseball. It's, gotta, tough. it's tough not to get the excited. You, you gotta talk about what it would look like. Yep. Brody Van Wagnen has been in talks with the Indians GM about Corey Kluber. I'm already sweating. The machine. Yeah. I, as a Mets fan, am already sweating. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. We've emptied out the top half of the farm system and the lower halves, some of their better pieces, some of their diamonds, like Kalenic. From here, I don't see that happening mm. without exchanging Nimmo, Conforto, something that's a real youth piece, a that's, piece. that's delivered yeah. with control plus yeah. that and, you know, two, th- three more, you know, low B, high B. Like, going to need a little yeah, kicker gonna, with that. There's going to be a couple of real pieces that go with, you know, let's say Conforto. Right. So I don't, I, I find it difficult to add a piece like Kluber, who's got three years left at around 17, 18 mil a pop for the next three years. Whereas, you know, there's been talks of Syndergaard. They move Syndergaard for Kluber. That just raises the payroll. I mean, Kluber's better. I'm willing. Kluber is better. He has been. Uh, Syndergaard's got a higher ceiling, but you know, if you were gonna pick one of them for a full season, you're picking Corey Kluber. Yeah, kid's I'm, an animal. The guy the just guy goes out and does his thing. He's a he's an animal. He's the closest thing I think when you're watching him pitch and you're watching the way he dominates to that that Madison Bumgarner, mm. Verlander, yeah. Scherzer kind of like. Is a man on the mound right now. Yeah, and you know, there's a he job knows to be exactly done. Exactly what he's doing. He's gonna get it done. Yeah, have you seen his pregame uh, ritual? I have not. Oh man! So um, like before he goes out to throw, somebody, one of the coaches, places his glove, like laces down so it's standing yeah. like erupt, and then he puts the ball like where the wrist goes, and it mm-hmm. sits on there, and like he will not throw a ball unless it's sitting there like that. Like, that's his pre- every single game he's that's ever wild. pitched. Yeah. Plus, you know, this is not as technical, but love me a starter that wears the socks up. Yeah. It's a good look. Yes, it's it is. Look. So, yeah, we don't know how it could happen. But just looking at a DeGrom, Kluber, Syndergaard, Wheeler, oh, Mets. Oh, my. Oh, my. I haven't looked too deep, but that's got to immediately go in top three, top five most talented rotations of all time best rotation in baseball yeah oh best rotation in baseball but yeah. historically that's got to immediately get the attention of people that oh. like to look back it's got historical impacts like you said immediately yeah. so yeah there's there's a lot going on you know brody's obviously got plans and uh you know i'm we're ex- needless to say you could you could feel this is supposed to be a 30 minute podcast you know we're around Let's take a quick look. 44 minutes, so apologies if you got... Hopefully you're, you know, driving around in a car or something. Yeah, get, working out or something. Yeah, had something else to do, <laughs> but just sit and listen to these poor saps. But regardless, we are excited. We will be back. We will stay up to date. And uh, we'll be back and announcing more episodes and more ideas. And eventually we're going to establish... Pretty soon, actually, and we'll let you know what it sounds like. We're... Uh, we're going to establish an email where hopefully anyone listening can send in ideas, thoughts, you know, critique us. We're, we, we want to be good at this. Yeah, we if, wanna... if we were wrong, you know, if we said some statistical error oh, yeah, today. Please correct us. Always correct. We're never going to take it to heart. We always appreciate the feedback, and we want to hear from you guys. Yeah, baseball is a game of numbers, and we failed math. So a lot. A we lot. appreciate the help, people. Hard. So, uh. Yeah, three for ten, you know. <laughs> we're going to Hall of Fame, brother. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh. 
Matthew, thank you for sitting down talking a little baseball. I appreciate it, brother, every time. All righty. Uh, this has been the uh, Inside the Park podcast, and uh, we are out of here for today. DP. <laughs> the Double Down Podcast. The two spot. Two in the hole. Two in the hole, one in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> five hole. Five. The fiber. The five spot. Uh, one down, two to go. That's. <laughs> this all sounds really sexual. <laughs> pull the pull. Pole to pole. <laughs> sounds like an event. <laughs> the uh, the rainmaker. <laughs> I think that's probably taken. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <nah. laughs> probably some weather podcast. <laughs> the bastards are just like <laughs> settle in. We're gonna talk about cumulonimbus clouds. He's like, you guys want to talk about low pressure, high pressure systems? <laughs> Shit's going down. No one does, Gary. Mike Trout's really into weather. Did you know that? Is he really? Yeah, like weirdly into weather. <laughs> Which is fucking wild. It's a strange cat. He's a weird dude. He's from Jersey. Big Eagles fan. Big Philly. Everything Philly. I hope he goes there. That's the the idea is that they're just going to give him like $500 million and just be like, till you want to stop playing, <laughs> basically. Yeah. They just have Buster only talks about them just having a uh, a room full of money just labeled like the twenty twenty one free agents, <laughs> and it's just for Mike Trout. It's all yeah. <laughs>